You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible Plus podcast today. We come to Matthew chapter 12. And Matthew chapter 12 is going to begin to show us the King, the Lord Jesus Christ, being reject, rejected. And Matthew chapter 12 begins by saying, at that time, and that time refers to what's going on at the end of chapter 11, where the Lord was calling people to rest from striving to keep the law and religious regulations. And what happens is, is you know, right after the Lord does that, Jesus Christ on the Sabbath goes through the grain fields. His disciples are hungry, and they're picking ears of grain, and they're eating. This was unlawful, according to the Sabbath regulations, and the Pharisees did not like it at all. But the Lord told them, have you not read what David did when he became hungry and those who were with him? Pointing them to how David broke the Sabbath regulation, but there was no problem at that time because they had a need, and their need was met. And Jesus Christ goes on to say, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. So he's ticked off the Pharisees here, and he continues agitating them even more, bucking the system, bucking the religious system, because he says, uh, the word says here in Matthew 12.10, talking about a man with a withered hand was there, and they ask him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And they did this to accuse him. And of course, the Lord, he heals the man because he doesn't care for a system. He cares for people. He loves people and wants to heal people and restore them. So he tells him to stretch out his, his hand. And when he stretches it out, the man's hand is restored. But verse 14, the Pharisees were so upset, they went out and they took counsel against him as to how they might destroy the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's the cause of rejection. The Lord is just absolutely bucking the religious system put in place by the Jews. And what's going to happen here is that we're going to get a foreshadowing of because of this rejection, the Lord Jesus Christ as the king is going to turn to the Gentiles. So there's an awesome set of verses here in 15 through 21, and it ends with, and in his name will the Gentiles hope. So because the Jews rejected uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was going to turn to the Gentiles. Even though the Gentiles are a bunch of bruised reeds like me and you, we're a bunch of smoking flaxes like me and you, um, he's not going to br- break us and he's not going to quench us. He's actually going to save us and uh, bring us all the way, brothers and sisters. And he is going to be our hope. Now, the rejection here that the Lord is experiencing is going to reach a climax um, because they bring to him somebody possessed by a demon, and he's blind and dumb. And what happened is, is that the Lord healed him. And the crowds, of course, they were feeling it. They were like, is this not the son of David? But the Pharisees, here they go again. They're jealous. They're conspiring. They hate the Lord Jesus Christ. They said that he cast out demons uh, by Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. And Beelzebul, what that means, Beelzebul, 
means the Lord of the dunghill. And it was used in reference to the ruler of the demons. So can you imagine being called a worse name? I don't know. I don't know if you can. I mean, they called the Lord, you know, the Lord of the dunghill by calling him Beelzebub. And they talk about if Satan cast out Satan. Um, oh, sorry. It says, uh, the Lord says them, if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Obviously, that doesn't make any sense, right? Satan would never do that. So he's calling them out on just one, their irrationality. Um, and then the Lord tells them, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, and when I do that, the kingdom of God comes upon you. And so the kingdom of God is where the Spirit of God is, casting out all rebelliousness and bringing in God's kingdom. And what's going to happen here is that, you know, there's going to be an exchange of, you know, different things. And the Lord's going to move into, starting in verse 38, a sign to the rejecting generation. So, you know, the scribes and Pharisees come to him and say, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah the prophet. That's the only sign I'm going to give you. And he says, just as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. So what is this pointing to? Think about it, brothers and sisters. Where do we remember three days and three nights? Well, we know that's how long the Lord was in death, three days and three nights. And so the Lord Jesus Christ, he's saying that the sign that I'm going to give you is a sign of death, which is likened to Jonah being in the belly of the beast three days and three nights. But we know Jonah's destiny was to be spit out of the belly of the great fish, come onto the land and proclaim the good news. And the, and Jonah's exit from the fish is the sign that the Lord says, and it points to him as the reality, as the one who would resurrect from the dead. So the Lord said, the sign that I'm going to give you is Jonah. It's going to be the sign of me dying, but that will be the end. I will resurrect as well. And what happened is that, you know, that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did. Praise him for that. But even that event occurred right in front of the Jews' eyes. They were all right there. They could have, uh, they could have been so receptive to the Lord. They actually rejected him. Uh, and the Lord actually predicted that. He said, you know, you know what this generation is going to be like? It's going to be like somebody who, yes, uh, they have an unclean spirit, but that unclean spirit goes out and it's going to come back and it's going to find that person unoccupied, swept and decorated. And it's going to bring along seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they're going to enter in and settle down there. The Lord told them this evil, rejective, rejecting generation of him and who he is and what he's done, they're going to be just like this person that I'm describing right now. And so the Lord warned them that that was going to happen. We see later on that it did happen in the word. And what happened is, is that after this ultimate rejection by the Jews, uh, to the Lord, the Lord is going to forsake them. And we see his forsaking in verses 46 through 50. You know, somebody comes to the Lord and tells him, 
hey, your mother and your brothers, they're seeking to speak with you. And the Lord answers them. He says, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretches his hand toward his disciples. He said, behold, my mother and my brothers, whoever does the will of my father who is in the heavens, he is my brother and sister and mother. So what's going on here? The Lord, he's using this scenario to point to the fact that he is rejecting his fleshly, natural relationship with the Jews, which he was a Jew. He was going to reject that natural relationship. And what's going to happen is that he's going to have a spiritual relationship with the ones who, and he's going to be spiritually related to them and those who do the will of his father who is in the heavens. Those are his brother and sister and mother, um, which those relationships are analogous to us having a spiritual relationship with him where we love him, we care for him, he cares for us, and um, we develop such a personal and sweet relationship with him. So that's how Matthew chapter 12 concludes. Thanks for tuning in today and enjoy the rest of your Bible reading. Take care.